This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 105.3 FM HD2. Kenner, New Orleans. And this is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. All we do is talk about eating around here. And it's not uh, something that you can say is overdone. Not really. You know, you don't have to eat a lot of anything. That's, uh, I think, the best advice I've ever gotten in terms of losing weight or getting more fit is to uh, don't eat it. Don't uh, eat everything in sight. It's that simple. Uh, the, our telephone number is two six zero one eight seventy. And I think, uh, what did I? <laughs> I did it again. I'm, okay. Uh, and uh, let's see. Sean appears to be on the green phone. Hey, Sean, hey. you there? Hi there. Yes, yes, sir. How are y'all doing today? I'm Very doing good. great. How what about you? you? Very good. Yep. Trying to stay dry. It's sprinkling now. It is. Yeah. It was torrentially uh, raining before, which I gotta say, I am usually not a rain person, but um, we've needed it. So it's feast or yes, famine right. here, you know. It's a it's a drought or it's a it's a tsunami. So what's up? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear uh, the whole question. Maybe I misunderstood it, but when you were talking about the movie uh, Silence of the Lambs and it said something about food, uh, wh- what was the question about that again? Uh, it's a this is a game uh, that you can play w- with people who are into gourmet kind of food. And that, that's it's a bit what, of a stretch. It's a culinary, yeah, it's culinarily it's, verboten, yeah. but like culturally and in every other way too. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to remember how the heck you got this thing open again. And I, I, it was just a silly <laughs> question. It was a little. Um, it, it was a um, quiz that he found somewhere. This is what happens yeah. when we don't get callers two six zero six three six eight. So help us out. So is that is that the only reason you called? No, no, ma'am. I had like three things, but well, oh, go right was, ahead. Uh, because the um, I, I fava beans was one of the things that he uh, this uh, this is kind of gross to talk about with the cannibalism. He said he ate somebody's brain with a can of fava beans or something like that. <laughs> that, that was that was one of the things. And then you said fava beans. I know that's uh, weird. Maybe the person was into Silence of the Lambs who put this quiz together. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, but anyway, but that list—that was one of the things that he he uh, he ate with somebody. But anyway, that. But um, the second thing I was gonna. Uh, well, oh. I wanted to compliment Tom on his article with Leah Chase. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed his article. Oh, with, good. Wait, what? Uh, what, what? He was reading and good. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to promote the new nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. If you've not been lately, you should go see. Wait, what was I? What he was, was I complimenting of? you on the Lula, uh, Leah Chase article. Oh, thank you very much. You wouldn't believe how many people have told me that. I, I was very surprised by it, uh, and uh, not that you know there was any reason for me to think that. But a a, a lonely uh, food editor, you know, just, uh, how important <laughs> could he possibly be? 
Uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, thank you well, very much. it was much. different from the others in that it was a very personal account as opposed to just, you yeah. know, yeah. an account yes, I, from I think, afar. I think I think you're right. It was uh, it was very uh, personal. That mm-hmm. that was good. Uh, thank you for that. And then uh, I was going to say, um, I do I do uh, 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 driving around town, and uh, oftentimes I have people from out of town, and they start asking me about um, uh, different kinds of great New Orleans foods, uh, you know, like you know crawfish etouffee, just just that kinds of things. I was going to ask for a recommendation on maybe something you've done or something you can refer me to that'll be like, um, that, that will list all of the great New Orleans specific dishes and then maybe places of recommendation. But but regardless of that, just, just New Orleans specific dishes. Maybe you know what? You have inspired uh, us. We will go through the uh, No Menu archives and pull that up. Look for that in the next couple of days, okay? Okay. Great New Orleans dishes. Tom has like the 33 best ones. On a a bunch of issues. You know, it's hard to keep track of that stuff because it's always changing. And uh, and it's. But if he's driving people around who are visiting town, they're going to want more of a classic variety anyway. So I'm sure it'll be current enough for that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. I love y'all's show. Thanks. Thank you very much for calling. Bye. It's the food show. NoMenu.com. That's it, all right. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna have that in the next couple of days. Can't wait. Classic New Orleans dishes. Two six zero. Six There it is, right in front of me. Yeah, it's, it's, I gotta you know, just read it. The Tom. brain works strangely, you know. All it's you just gotta, the way it is. All you gotta do is read it. Well, uh, here we are in the second course of our broadcast. You know, I was thinking about today that we have only very rarely gone through on our show, and it seems to me, uh, just based on what I see in the in this uh, the supermarkets in recent times, this is something we ought to co- uh, check out a little bit more closely. You've probably noticed. That if you go in the produce department, uh, department, it it tends to be not so much the the mainstream of all the other foods in the supermarket, but uh, just the part where you check out. And there are boxes and boxes and boxes of mixes where to do uh, a particular dish. Like let's uh, let's pick out one uh, that everybody loves. Um, Oysters Bienville. No, probably that would not be in there. Spaghetti Uh, carbonara. Spaghetti carbonara, right. Okay. You can go to the store and buy just in a dry box all the ingredients you need to make that dish without having to buy anything fresh at all, although I don't think too many people in practice actually do it that way. But um, this is, uh, seems to be expanding more and more and more all the time, and I can't tell you it's something that makes me happy. I bet you a lot more people than you think do that. Oh, I, I'd be astonished by almost any number of them. But, but why would you want to? You know, if you're going to spend some time— most people don't at, care that much about food, Tom. That's just a sad little fact. I well, mean, <laughs> that would explain so much. Yeah. It's, it explains so much about what's out there that you marvel about and how could anyone go there. But the answer is they don't really care it's about It's not that. Food. No, come on. It is it's not, not that. that. I will tell you the reason for that. Okay. It is a starting point. 
Mm-hmm. What's it a, is a starting point. For those uh, people who don't have all the ingredients <coughs> together, it is a starting point. And then you add a few little things, a few little touches for your palate and your palate alone, and yeah. there you have a meal. Do, oh, do yeah. you do that, Doug, at home? Absolutely. You do? I do that because I have been a poor person for the most of my life, and I have not had a chance. You know, you go buy stuff you can afford. But then, of course, to make it taste better, to give it your own uh, stamp, you add a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And, but those things are a starting point. That's all they are. Just a starting point. They're not, they're not the end-all and be-all at all, but just the starting point. You'd be surprised how many people for whom the, um, the orange powder becomes macaroni and cheese in a craft box. Of course, but that's just a starting point. Well, I think that that's their starting and ending point too. Not my problem. Which I find, <laughs> which well, I find yeah. really disturbing. Fair enough. And I think that that's a lofty idea, Doug. But I think no, that's that there heating. are a lot that's of not cooking. Come on. I think there's a lot of no. You have to cook the pasta, don't you? No, but <laughs> you you it's, heat everything. That's what yeah. you do. You just I think I think the it. pasta in those things is raw, isn't cooking, it? I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, of course, yes. Yeah. But that's not cooking. Cooking is when you when you care about what you eat. When but you they care don't about is what I'm taste. saying, Doug. They well, they don't are they and we are us. You know, go let them go, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying that there are a lot of people, and more than you'd probably like to admit, who simply do not register eating. That there is someone waiting to uh, be answered. But, oh, to uh, we'll, talk to we us? Have to, oh, yeah, well, we have well to, Doug and I will take the gloves off long enough for us to answer this call. Okay. Who well, is it? it's. I think Who it's too it? late now. Oh, they're gone. They have, yeah. Oh. We, we, oh. You, you gotta I've... grab those. Uh, yeah. When, when you can. Wait, he's back on. Oh, David. <laughs> no. It, well, is he on or not, Tom? I don't yeah, see yeah. it here. Hello. No. Two six zero. Hi. Two six zero six three six eight. Dave or David? Uh, Dave. 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 Yeah. Is, is this the Dave who has been giving us interesting insights for the last few days? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> and if if I was, uh, I, I, I would claim to admit it, but I'm not. But, okay. Um, so but, there's this. Well, see, I know, like that answer better because that means there are two Daves that are calling us, which is really exciting. Mm. Yeah. Well, other than Michael, it's the most common name out there, so you're going to get a lot of calls. Okay. Probably, well, we never get a lot of calls, but anyway, what you got? Well, you were talking a minute ago about uh, uh, veggie burgers. Yes. And I live, uh, I'm from New Orleans, but I live in Asheville, North Carolina now, which is sort of vegan central. Oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> and I have friends who, who are uh, vegans, and they tell me all the time, if you go to a vegan restaurant or a vegetarian restaurant, the last thing you want to order is a veggie burger because they're always terrible. Yeah. So even even vegans hate veggie burgers. You know, do you know? Uh, just, do you know uh, how you can tell? Uh, never mind. This this isn't why smart is, this isn't clever. Why enough. is um, veganism so popular in Asheville? Other than the place, the other than the fact that it's a super hip place. Well, it's mostly that, and and I think uh, well, they're very proud of the fact that a lot of the restaurants are farm to table yes, uh-huh. restaurants. Yeah, it's local stuff. They're very proud of the fact that, but they're also very proud of the fact that a lot of the beef and pork is the same way because there are a lot of cattle farms up here too. Mm-hmm. 
so there's this these two opposite things going on all at the same time, and you really can get some great beef up, prime beef up here. Uh, but there's a certain uh, hippie element here. Oh, I was about to say that. hipster. Is it hippie or hipster? It's a little bit of both. The uh-huh. hipsters have beards. The hippies have beards and long hair. So it's the only difference. <laughs> so it's all about the hair. Okay, go ahead. But it's 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 just, uh, I guess people think it's progressive to, to, to eat that way. And I go to, to vegetarian restaurants all the time, and the best things on the menu are actually pretty good and, and not you know, not it can be done. Stuff. There's no doubt about it. It can be yeah, done. A lot of good yeah. vegetables, for yeah. sure, especially with farm to table like that. What are you doing up there? Uh, I uh, had a house up here. I used to, I worked in New Orleans for years. Got laid off, and my wife wanted to live in the mountains, so we uh, we relocated about seven years ago, mm-hmm. and have been here ever since. Um, and it is. I will tell you, the restaurant scene up in Asheville is very active. It's a tourist town. It's just like New Orleans and, and on a much smaller scale, but it's, it is a restaurant town and they have streets that have restaurants, you know, you know, Start one, to you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's been, I've never been to Portland, but people tell me it's like Portland and Austin, Texas. It's got that same kind of feel to it. I'm sure it's definitely got that same kind of feel to it. You know, um, we passed through there, my daughter and I, when she moved back to town from D.C. a couple of years ago, and we only had, I think, one night there. But it's definitely a place I would like to go back to, for sure. Well, if if you were here... 10 or 15 years ago is completely different. Now. No, 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 no. This was, yeah. this, I was actually, I was there, wow, 40 years ago. Oh, okay. I was a camp yeah. counselor at Camp Elahi way, way, way back in the day. And <laughs> the next experience I had with Asheville was just a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. uh, and yeah, okay. it would have been like, uh, actually, gosh, no, it's not. It's two and a half years ago. Uh, in tw- in 2016, so we're overdue to go back, and uh, I would definitely like to do that. It was one of those things where you say, you know what, I'm going to come back here, and we are going to go back yeah. there because I wanted to go to the Biltmore House for Christmas. Oh, can I come? Oh, that, no, yeah, that's a great, no. that's a great trip. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> you I already knew the answer to that, Tom. Yeah. Thank you for calling, David. Okay, uh, Dave is here. Nope. Oh, is there, no, is oh that's, that's Dave. Is that is Dave. David. I said, okay. Well, I thought there were, but there was okay. only one. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris as well, and we would love to hear from you about anything about food. I mean, no kidding. Uh, hold back. Just let her rip whatever is on your mind. If you think certain things to that's eat are terrible, uh, don't eat it, it and, and vice versa. We'll be back with more of the Food Show after first, if you will, this Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And we have a, you know, Marianne is here, too. And Hi. That sounded so lovely. Hi. One more time. Hi. Thank you for doing that. Anyway, we're talking about food, restaurants, cooking, wine, and all of that. Uh, during the last little break of Rooney, uh, we got to talking about uh, those boxed, dinners that you can go, go to the supermarket. Doug and, and I were slugging it out. Oh, I'll say. And uh, basically what you do is you do very little at all, and you just throw some water in there and uh, maybe a little milk, of maybe a uh, fake uh, 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 stock 
or all the other things that you can throw into a, a dish to make it seem like it's a lot better than it actually is. Uh, but it seems to be that the, this is getting to be bigger and bigger and bigger. More and more restaurants are doing it. I wonder why the restaurants are doing it. Uh, I heard the most hilarious mm-hmm. Oh, let, we could sure use it. I Let's did. hear it. I heard this comedian talking about having um, blue, well, one of those one of those ordering services where you order food and then it comes in and then you have to cook it and you're on a schedule. So mm-hmm. it's like you you're going to set it up for every Friday you're getting a delivery of meals to cook. And so if you fall behind the they keep coming with it. So even <laughs> though you're not ready for another shipment, oh, you get another shipment of this food in. And so you start feeling really guilty because you wind up throwing a whole bunch of food away. And I just, I've never been able to understand the purpose of these things. You know, if you're, if you're so busy to go to the, that you can't go to the store, what would make you think that you are not also too busy to cook? I have no idea. Have do, have you? Yeah, I mean that's like nope. I, I. But it was it was really funny. I was laughing out loud about the trauma of having ordered this, and how it was like. Um, do you remember that Lucy skit where she was working in the chocolate factory and she just kept getting behind? It mm-hmm. was that kind of thing. It was. Yeah. It was really pretty funny. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. We started off the show. It's been an amazingly stress free show. I, I don't know why. <laughs> yes, um, and and we actually came in with nothing much to to say. I mean, you went to Sophia last night, and we started talking about red sauces, your favorite red sauce, and we got to talking for a fairly lengthy amount of time about. Uh, Giorlando's, which is a very unassuming restaurant that just sits there mm-hmm. where everyone can see it. A lot of parking. On the corner of Veterans and, Veterans and Bonneville. And I would say of the thousands of people who pass there each day and probably notice that it's Giorlando's, there's probably one hundredth of one hundredth percent of them that actually have ever set foot inside the place. And so I, I finally did once, and, uh, and it was really good. I mean, they're doing fresh cut fries in there. You were talking about a great roast beef poor mm-hmm. boy. Gregory yep. was talking about how terrific the sauces are. And Allie, who lives in the neighborhood, is uh, very high on it. And I, you know, it makes me want to go. Yeah. Well, you could. It, it, uh, they're cooking. They, yeah, they're, cooking. They're at there you it. go. I mean, they're not getting any of that blue <clears throat> apron stuff in. They're doing all the certainly cooking. Certainly not. Yes. And uh, they, and a lot of people learn some things working in a place like that. But it, it is a very much a family-run, family-operated, family kind of taste uh, place uh, of a kind that we used to have many of around New Orleans, but not so many anymore. Well, Barreca's used to be that kind of place. Do you remember yeah. Barreca's? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're I sure. in Lafayette now in a in venue. They do a venue in Lafayette. But um, that was a good restaurant. There were a lot of people who really loved that restaurant. And I, all I can think about is the, um, is the, uh, 
owner, Nash Barreca, because when I well, was he, in he, high he school. Is, and, and Bob. Bob? I think it's just yeah. Nash now. But anyway, oh, that could Nash be. Yeah. Um, was the absolute heartthrob of a friend of mine in high school. And she was completely obsessed with him. And every time I hear the name Barreca, I think of those days all the way back in high school where I heard endless stories about Nash Barreca. Well, he was, uh, I, I knew him pretty well because he was at the. Was he I, cute? I've never even seen uh, him. I don't remember. I don't, t- I don't was register cute. I was about cute. to say probably you know, not. Just, that's not one of those <laughs> things for us guys. But, yes. uh, but anyway, uh, well, I don't know where to go with that. So yeah, no place our number to go is 260 260-6368. 260-6368. You could also call and, and place a bet on whether or not Tom's going to say the right number. Yeah, next yeah, time. go ahead. We'll take any call yeah, on anything. Sure, right. <laughs> Why not? Uh, 260 uh, No, there it was again. I almost stopped it and turned it right around again. Weird, I wish huh? we had a camera to show Doug's face. Yeah. I really do. Anyway, getting back to Doug. So, Doug, I, uh, I, I do what you're talking about with the, the box of things. And I said I wanted to talk about jambalaya at some point because I would like to know who has the best jambalaya in town. But because I love jambalaya. It's, it's such a cliche dish, but I just really, really love it. So, oh, that really is a game, Tom. Where'd you get no, that in a, your? Did you get that in your? They sent it to me in the mail. Oh, really? Was that in your? That was in your uh, box today. Like no, your, no, like I've had it for uh, ten about, years. <laughs> about ten years. Yeah, that's right. Bring that home. Well, no, I want to no, play no, that since, game. You know, we have a, a, a quick little. Okay, uh, sure. All right. Actually, Tom, you desperately need no. that here. Do you realize this could have saved your show for the last five years? You never know. What is the name for a stemmed wide bowl dish used to serve ice cream sundaes? There's a name for that? What, yeah, what is the name of that? Do you know what I mean? Globe. Uh huh. A globe? That's, that's what I think. All right, let's see. What, no, it's not. Oh, phone, uh, phone. Woo, I need coop. to. I, what? C O U P E. Really? I've never heard of that. I, I mean, uh, Tom, you have a phone call. Let's talk to him. It's Let's Mike. Do. Mike, welcome Let's to the food do. show. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. I find myself going to Impostado Cellas for the first time. Oh, yeah? And? Ooh, lucky you. Any, anything different from that one to, to the Metairie location? Uh, less lately than before. I remember that there were certain things that uh, were pretty dramatically different from uh, in the one in Madisonville from the one uh, in Metairie. But lately, and uh, the this, the thing that really grabbed me was that the fettuccine for which they are famous uh, in Madisonville, they were always making it too thick, and the sauce there was too much sauce. Now they've got it down to a, a fine art, I think. Uh, I love that. I could, I I've got to eat that every time I step, set in set foot in that place. So the food is comparable to matter. I think so. Yeah, the food is yeah, the it's same. the same. I think it's safe to say that. Okay, and the other thing, mm. the other day I heard you all t- talking about Asuntas. Yes. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've passed it. I've passed it many, many times, <clears throat> and I've never been there. Is is, I mean, it's a family-owned it operation, and what has happened is that at various times it has closed, and then come back, and then it's closed it, again, is, and I've is lost. It currently open. 
I, you know, I haven't checked it lately because after a while you start paying close attention to it. But while they were there, they were quite good. And it was a family operation uh, and uh, uh, associated with uh, Keith Young's uh, uh, family. Same style of food as Sour and Judy's, pretty much? Uh no, Sal and Judy. No, Sal and Judy's is a one of a kind. I, it's good though. It's I mean, I good. don't. It's, I haven't been in a few years, but it's it's good. I mean, it's hard to beat Infestado Sal and Judy's, but it's good. Yeah. Um. Let's see. It's it says closed. It says closed, but um. I'm not oh, sure. Oh no, whether it's at it five o'clock. Yeah, so they're open. Yeah, they're yeah. open. At five. Whenever I've whenever I've passed it, it's always been in the early to late afternoon, and I don't obviously they're not open for lunch, so yeah. I really didn't know if they were open for dinner or not. But uh, I'm curious about it, yeah. so I think I'll give it a try. Yeah, give I, it a try, I, and then it give always us a call. was pretty good. Yeah. One one last thing about red gravy. I uh, I as most Arlenians grew up in a family that had the Sicilian called it red Sicilian gravy. red gravy, and. My mother never added sugar. What she would do is she would cook off the tomato paste in a skillet. And it seemed that by doing that, it took the rawness out of the tomato paste and the, some of the acidity out of the tomato paste. And it gave the gravy kind of a natural sweetness of its own without the necessity of adding any sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like, that's true. I like a fresh tomato tomato sauce. I think that has its own appeal. But where the negative about that on spaghetti is that it has a ten, tendency to separate. Yes, true. And you get that watery rim around the perimeter of the plate, you know? Yeah. So I do like a slow-cooked red gravy, but I agree with you. I don't like it where it's overtly sweet. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. you know, a slow-cooked sauce, by its very nature, should be called a red gravy. You know, it's like... There are different things. There's red gravy, and then there's sauce, you know, and they're they're not the same thing at all. But, yeah, there's room for most, both for sure. I think most of us associate the three-hour, you know, saw, uh, gravy or whatever you want to call it as Sicilian red gravy. Oh, That's yeah, and they always say uh, in great pride how long it has been uh, sitting there. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> if you, you ask, if red you, gravy at Asunta. You will? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course you would. Yeah. 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 Definitely okay. want to hear about Asunta after you go, though. I'll give you a report. All right. Have thanks. a good evening. You too. Thank you. Bye. This is the food show. We had somebody else on hold here. Sounds and, like we have to go on a break. And, but uh, somebody call us back. And if you remember, if you just called us and then hang up on us, uh, call us back. I mean, we're not going to punish you or anything like that. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird anyway. <laughs> well, we'd be back with more of the Food Show after first, if you will. This, Hello there. Welcome back. You are listening to the Food Show. It is unique in America, near as I can tell, if you ever do any traveling around the country. Would you do me a favor and just uh, tune around or maybe even ask somebody, is there a radio show over on this radio station uh, that has... You know, talks about food and gives restaurant ratings and all that. And uh, I, I hope not to see that there is anywhere particularly, but I don't think you will have to find it because it doesn't exist as far as I can tell. If you're on vacation so, and you're worried about whether or not there's a food show, you need to plan a vacation better. <laughs> well, I'll go along with that. 260-6368. Yeah. yeah. 
flattering as that would be, Tom. Well, maybe yeah. unrealistic expectations of your okay. very loyal listeners. Yeah. Well, they. I. I thank God for them. They are very loyal. I will say that. Yep. Okay. So back to what I was saying, which was. Doug and I had a, a thing going about whether or not you could improve boxed things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do that all the time. You box I things I never, up. ever, first of all, we don't cook that much at our house. But I occasionally will make jambalaya because Mary Lee and I are both obsessed with jambalaya. So I certainly make it for, for an event for sure. But I get Savoie sausage, which to me is by far mm -hmm. the best, and a smoked chicken from Rouse's, and or we smoke it ourselves. But that's kind of getting into too much trouble. So we have a smoked yeah. chicken from Rouse's. We have a big green, big green egg, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, we don't use it enough. I know. Yeah. So uh, while the while the uh, chicken is boiling, because I don't use the the Boiler. boxed no, I don't use the boxed uh, chicken stock. Uh, we always make our own, so I just throw the chicken into a pan mm -hmm. or a, a pot and let it boil and throw off some flavor, and then I take the sausage and render that mm -hmm. off. Okay, well, all right. Phone call. Always defer to the, call, to the phone. 260-6368. Tom, call. Uh, let's see. Uh, West Bank Sal is joining us over here on the green phone. Oh, my goodness. He's given himself a location. Sal, or we, what, what shall we call you? Uh, we don't West even Bank? have to use the bots to yeah, track well, you. Yeah, well, I said West Bank Sal because I know you have a couple of sophisticated Sal's that call up. <laughs> and I, I'm not Yeah. I'm not one of them. I'm a, I'm a West Banker. All right. So, um, but anyway, I was calling to find out about Vion, if if you know something about oh, that. You know, I, know, I do. I've heard you talk about it, but I looked on your website, and it's not on there yet, I, I guess. Yes. It's, uh, anyway. uh, and I, I apologize for that. We're in transition uh, right yeah. now. Give, but, the, give the website a couple of weeks. It'll be a totally different okay. thing. Uh, well, yeah. and it's, it's not bad now. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pretty good place. It's on the French side, although not 100%. So... I if think you, he's talking about the dumpling place, Tom. The, the dumpling place? Is that what you're talking about? The Dion Sean? No, he says West Bank Sal yeah, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Ron, the gourmet yeah. waiter, and then Gary. Oh, my goodness. The phones are loaded? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Don't make me fall off my chair. <clears throat> so, anyway, if oh, I can wait, back. Who, who are you talking? What are you talking about? The place in the CBD, the one next to Merrill. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, Gianna. Gianna. Is, no, it's Vyond. Vyond. Oh, which one? Vyond. Okay. All right, Vyond. It's it's mostly French in its style, but not dramatically so. So you can go there and get uh, uh, all of those classic uh, dishes, like with mussels and and in fact, that's my favorite dish, the bouillabaisse, uh, and all of that. Uh, and it's an interesting-looking building. It's an old building, went back to the 1840s, if I remember correctly, on, uh, on uh, uh, what's the cross street? Uh, um, Gerard? G no, it's the other way. G no, it's the other way still. 
Uh, Chapatulas? No, you're getting close. <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll think of it in a second. Oh it, it is worth going there uh, if you have a taste for French food and even if you don't. Uh, so that's one I would certainly try. The peop- the, there are these two uh, ladies who own it. And both of them Neither are Neither of kicks. which are French, I don't think. They're, uh, that's true. One is Iranian. Uh, and uh, anyway, no, and right. one of them is a doctor. So yeah. it's, it's an interesting couple of people. And let's see. Um, Tom loves it. If you want, I'll just sum it up. Yeah, I, I, it. I like it a lot because it's, it's well, a, a block away from the radio station. Uh, but I would go even. Uh, I think he loves it also because the food tell is Tell them I said hello. They, they will fuss over you. They, it's, hey, Tom, it's, you know, when I started listening to you years ago, you were on the air either right before or right after Mackie Shillstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mackie and I... I know had, where this is going. I haven't seen Mackie in a long time, but we, we had, uh, in cas- completely casual, not for real, uh, a contest to see who would make it to to the end of the zone uh zone uh you know in, I remember in the, that but you cheating there you lost a lot of weight so it's not fair now <laughs> well Mackie's, i don't know i is thin as a rail so yeah yeah but anyway every time i saw uh, Mackie anywhere i would wave at him and say hi Mackie, i'm still alive and Mackie's wife and his, would roll her eyes and go, Yeah, oh, she God, thought it was Tom, incredibly stupid. And, of course, she she was right. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about it. Kind of like what it. I do, anyway. Yeah. All right. Now, moving right along, uh, we have Gary and Kenner. All right. Thank you Gary, for calling. Uh, uh, oh, we don't have Gary and Kenner? Oh, no. We have Ron, Ron, the gourmet waiter. Hello. How are you all doing? All right. How are well, you? Well, we sat down, and we're still sitting. Awesome. I'm uh, knowing that I've got three gourmets on the line, which would be Tom, Marianne, and Doug. Yes. I have yeah. a sandwich trivia contest for you. Oh, All right. Boy. Let's okay. hear it. One question, and Doug is included. I don't know if he knows this. Uh-huh. I was listening to a Lee Chase tribute on the radio, and I heard her describe her favorite sandwich. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Leah? Yeah, Leah, Leah Chase. Chase. Yeah. Leah Chase. The I, question I, I is, got... what is her favorite sandwich? Okay. What is Leah Chase's ah, favorite sandwich? Good question. Grilled cheese. What is it? Next next guess. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's fried pork chop and fried oyster with cold butter on the bread. That sounds great. Together? The, the yeah. oyster and the pork chop together? Absolutely. Wow. Oh, fried that, pork chop, mm. fried oyster, cold butter on the bread. And still, she, she lived were, to 96. Absolutely. I'd never heard of that before, but it sounds great to me. I hadn't heard of it either. I was just segueing from our sandwich <laughs> com- conversation from yesterday. All right. I love anyway, that. I'll let you go. Have I a great love day. It. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. That was Ron the Gourmet Waiter, or was it? Uh, it was Ron the Gourmet that Waiter. That was Ron the Gourmet Waiter. It's the Food Show is what it mainly is, and our program is sponsored by New Orleans Seafood Hamburger and Seafood Company. And uh, it, it's, it comes down to a very simple uh, prospect. Uh, what they were doing at, when they first got started back in the 1980s with New Orleans uh, Hamburger and Seafood Company is to just get it up to the next level. In terms of goodness, the quality of the ingredients, uh, the care that they take and the way it all looks. 
And what they found was that it was relatively easy to get an excellent product if you pay attention to certain things. The one that comes to my mind immediately is if you uh, fry catfish in the perfect way with the, at the perfect temperature, which would be about 375 degrees, and with a, a minimum of oil to do all this, because the oil, after a, very, after a fairly short period of time, it starts falling apart and gets these funny tastes. And then finally, you serve it immediately because you just finished making it immediately, and that's the time when any kind of fried seafood is, is at its best. And that's all you'll ever get, uh, so that kind of uh, quality at uh, the guys over at New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. They're open seven days a week, lunch and dinner, and um, they'd love to have you. But 10 locations around town. So there it is, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. And joining us over here on the blue phone is Stephen. Yep. <clears throat> Blue's my favorite. Blue's yep. my favorite color. Yep. Um, Chef Ron's gumbo shop opened, I think, on Friday. And is it beautiful inside? It is very nice. I mean, white marble counters. Oh, wow. Lots of space. They took over the bar next door, and the, and his what he'd had as a storage room for a while. So it's more than doubled in size. Does he have that a whole huge, space there? Is that whole building his now? Well, there's a um, snowball stand next to it. I see. Okay. Uh -huh. Well, that's great. But, you can go there for dessert yeah. after gumbo. Yeah. Gumbo so, does not seem like a, the kind of thing a, to eat now, but anyway. It's a cheesecake snowball stand. Ah, is what, what a it's concept. called. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it's a so, lot of cool little uh, places out there if you just go looking for them. Yeah. But um, also, this buying things and adding things. I bought, and I'm going to use the name, Blue Runner Gumbo in a can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where you're just supposed to add seafood. It was horrible. Oh, what? <laughs> I bought two different cans at... And I thought, well, maybe just the first one was wrong. And so I went back a couple months later and bought a second one. And the all the vegetables were just way overcooked. I mean, they were, you know, like they had been in the, the pan or the, you know, in a can? <laughs> way too long. Uh -huh. Yeah. I think their I red mean, beans would... are good, though. Do you like their red beans? I don't eat red beans. Because oh. you know what? I don't Tom like has them. always sneered at Blue Runner. And then we went to a party, and I thought the red beans were really great. And so mm -hmm. I said to the host, these are really great red beans. And he whispered in my ear, they're Blue Runner. So I had Tom go over, and I said, try these red beans. And he thought they were great, too. So mm -hmm. I think their, their red beans are good. Yeah, well, they missed it on the gumbo. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Oh, well, can't get everything perfect. Well, I'll register that complaint. I'm having lunch with their son-in-law in about three or four well, days. Well, and, and another thing is they didn't have a telephone number on their can, so I could call and complain to them and tell them, hey, you cooked your gumbo <laughs> sauce too long. I mean, I would have if, they, if there had been a number on That's the can. That's probably, probably why there wasn't one there. 
Uh, Have you noticed there are very few phone numbers out there now? Nobody wants to hear from anybody unless it's by email where they can go delete. Anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, they're in Laplace. So, I mean, they're You know what I was thinking about you the other day? I was thinking about you the other day. Whenever I go someplace and eat, I know I'm hated all over town. But mm-hmm. whenever I ask for iced tea, I ask for a lot of extra lemon. And I mean, when I say extra lemon, I don't mean one extra lemon. I mean a lot of extra lemon. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to think that maybe I should just go to a restaurant with my own little baggie of lemon and then not, <laughs> and then not ask anyone well, to do that. I don't like lemon. And when I go out with my 92-year-old mother and she orders, in fact, she sometimes orders water with extra lemon. And, <laughs> and that's all, you know. Well, that wasn't that wouldn't be unusual. Well, well, you know, if I didn't have extra lemon in my tea, I'd probably have scurvy or something because I'm not inclined to eat a lot of fruit. Hmm? And let me tell you, I always say iced tea, no lemon. And a lot of times it comes with lemon because I realize it's automatic. But every time they get a lemon wedge in there and I immediately, as soon as they put it down, I pick it up and throw it on the table. There will be lemon seeds in the bottom of that iced tea. Stephen, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. My daughter calls me a diva, but I think you've, uh, you've got me beat. I do. I think you've got me beat. <laughs> well, no, I guess it's part of being a... Uh, professional chef or restaurateur for well, I don't have that. I don't have that excuse. I guess it's just part for me. It's just part of being a pain in the butt. But anyway, yeah. what can I say? Thank you for calling, Stephen. As always, okay. thank you. Two six zero six three six eight. My goodness, the show has blown by today, hasn't it? Though, why in the world is that? I sit down oh, here it's every one day that, that and everybody I go, talks about. I'm I'm nervous. I don't know what is going to happen today. And when mm. I think it's going to be horrible, it's a breeze. And when I have no real fears, it's like going through the rabbit hole. So yeah, well, <laughs> it just goes to show you. Those somebody's got to do something know. with the rabbits. You never yeah. know. You never do. Anyway, all right. So I started to talk about my jambalaya. So I, while I have this chicken boiling in a pot. And by the way, this is this out of a box or is well, this? Wait, that's what I'm starting okay, to say. I'm right. not dissuading you from calling two six zero six three six eight. I'm just giving this as a filler while we wait for another call. But I get, I get, I've, I've settled on Tony Sachery's. I prefer it to Zatarain's. I also like Oak, Oak Grove, Oak Grove. Anyway, I like a brown jambalaya. I feel like Zatarain's is more of a red jambalaya. And then if you have some of them, they're really red jambalayas. But I don't like that. So um, I have the sausage, which is Savoie andouille in a pan. And I throw in the Holy Trinity. I throw in the, uh, the celery and the red pepper and the onion. <clears throat> and I render that off with the sausage so you're imparting the okay sausage fat into it and then i put the rice and empty the contents of the box into that mixture there and sort of fry off the rice a little bit making sure that i get all of the spices in and whatever spices are left in the bag i will actually spoon out some of the smoked water from the chicken and whisk it, you know, whoosh it around in the in the package, and then put that water in there. 
And so when it comes time to put the water into the, the rice, I will measure it out because you really do have to watch that. It's it's important yeah. on the. To, I never follow any instructions on anything except, ah, except baking. Except no, I don't even do that. You, wow. Except jambalaya, you must get the rice consistency exactly correct. And I always do like a little less water than what it calls for. But I'm aware that I can be adding water as I go. But then I put it into a big one of those one of those uh, throwaway things that you, the aluminum ones that you buy for Thanksgiving, and I put it in the You know, oven. We, really, uh, we ought to save those. <laughs> <laughs> I've been recycling before recycling really? was cool, Tom. Huh. So that's why I, I, ri- I wash those out and use them again. But anyway, uh, so I put that into the oven at about 350 and just cover it over, and it bakes, and it imparts the smokiness. And sometimes I will go and get some pulled pork, just a little bit, fat included, and throw that in, too. And it's a really great jambalaya, I have to say. I always, that's not just me. Everyone loves the jambalaya. Anyway, that's my little boxed, beefing up the box story. So there's beef in the box. Well, now remember well, that actually, and mark it over. There may here. be yeah. beef in a box. I'm sure if there was, my mother would have found it. <laughs> but um, we had we had boxed. Oh, I was thinking about my mother yesterday. Were we, you? We, yes, yeah, so and we were at Broussard's, and we got the the Dauphinoise fried log as a mm-hmm. amuse bouche. And essentially what it was, was it was a glamorous version of what my mother used to do, which mm. was if we had mashed potatoes left over, she would grab a handful of them and make sort of a hamburger and put them in a pan and crust it up. And it would have a, it would have a brown crusting to it. This was, I think, deep fried, but it was the same thing. It was mashed potatoes with some cheese in it, and it was dropped into a hot... Um, deep oil for frying and and it was perfectly formed much nicer formed than my mom's well that's very lucky had a sauce over did you have another spot to do before we go no we Mm. uh, we have covered all of our my goodness okay yep wow we'll have porter and luke on soon too one of these days yes i think that's coming up as well i love porter and luke I do I could, too. I could do all the spots myself, yeah, Porter and Luke. It's worth going there for the turtle soup alone. Well, to me, it's worth going yum, there yum. for the. We're going to give them an advance commercial. It's worth going yeah. for the club sandwich, and they have this yummy kind of looking chicken and dumplings thing going on in in the. It's like a bowl of pasta with chicken and sauce. Well, I really I have good. this offer tomorrow at this time. I'll be here. I don't know if Marianne will be here. I will not be here. Daniel, uh, the gourmet cellist, will be here. Yeah, he will be here. He's coming in to give you a millennial primer. Ah, I would like to know. And uh, anyway, we're going to continue doing all of that as we keep on going with the food show here on 105.3 FM. And we'll be back on Friday. With and Danny Millen from Azul. Da- oh, whoa, what a, th- that's going to be a great uh, story. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.